Welcome one and all to the Weird World Podcast. I'm Dean. I'm Jack. I'm Carrie. I'm Aaron. Today, Carrie has a story for us. A horrific story from actual U.S. history. Don't you, Carrie? Yes. I'll just tease that and let you take over. Do we want to do a disclaimer? Um, I don't know. We do don't we? normally do disclaimers. No, we don't, even though Uh-oh. sometimes we probably should. I yeah. know. We almost should have a disclaimer on every I'm in this episode. One. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> if, if you hear Aaron's voice, you know there's going to be some bad words spoken. Yeah. But well, are you talking more about the Subject topic? matter, that- which, you know, this isn't, I mean, yeah. it could be triggering for some people depending on their circumstances. I'm scared. If you were kidnapped mm-hmm. as a child, don't listen. Oh. <laughs> Mom, come pick me up. I'm scared. (laughs) (laughs) Jason Dugard, don't listen to this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, we are going to talk about uh, a woman named Georgia Tan. I think I've heard of this. Yes. She's also been called the baby thief and the baby snatcher. Oh. Those are not nicknames you want to have. Yeah. No. On the list of unpleasant nicknames. Yes. Maybe as like a wrestling villain, maybe? Yeah. Baby Snatcher? Oh, you're welcome, Vince know. McMahon. You may use it. <laughs> or cash. Well, Ms. Tan, I'll probably call her Georgia. How's it spelled? T-A-N-N. Oh. She was born and raised in Hickory, Mississippi. Oh, Ooh, fuck I yeah. like that, Gary. In 1891. <gasps> Long time ago. Long yeah. time ago. Her parents were... George Clark Tan and Beulah Yates Tan. Her dad's name was George. Yes. And he named her Georgia. You know what? I Not think George her, Ann, like your family would have done. Her, <laughs> her name might have been Beulah Georgia. Beulah Georgia. So I or, understand why she went after Georgia. Or maybe even Beulah George. I don't know. So you're Beulah? saying Aaron's middle name is now going to be Dina? Yeah. I, I knew a Dina. I told, I've told you that story many times. Her dad's name was Dean and her name was Dina. That's horrific. That's some, like, Scandinavian shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But worse. Well, anyway, she was named after both of her parents, but she was called Georgia. She also had a brother, mm-hmm. good old Rob Roy. Uh, well. Oh, okay. Well, he's named after a whiskey how drink. Come I think. He Rob Roy Tan. Is that a whiskey drink? I want a no, it's drink a, and a vodka a... Okay. No tub thumping. Oh, I was thinking Roy Rogers. <laughs> Roy Rogers. Roy Rogers is the is the little boy version of a Shirley Temple. You made that sound horrible, but yes. Oh God, <laughs> little boy. <laughs> what? That did you did me. That's so terrible. The little boy version. <laughs> little boy version. When sure. we were kids and we went to a fancy restaurant with our parents, they didn't serve like soft drinks or. Fruit punch or anything, you had to get a Shirley Temple or a baffling. Roy Rogers. Yeah, but wasn't it like Roy Rogers? Wasn't it like cherry coke or something like that? I want to whisper. No, it was. Uh, well, uh, Roy Rogers was. It's like club soda with you. Know, I mean, why are you doing this? No, today? it was coke with yeah. maraschino with with oh, grenadine. So it was yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, and yeah. a cherry, so a pomegranate. And, Terrible idea. And yeah. a Shirley Temple yeah. was Seven Up with bad things. Grenadine and a. It's like, we'll give these kids a non-alcoholic drink with a normal soda that they like, but we'll put in a mixer that yeah. these grown-ups are drinking their yeah. gin with just to, you know, to ruin it and make them feel like they're drinking. Get them used to the idea of drinking soon. Yeah. I didn't hate Shirley Temple. Here's an olive. <laughs> it's a fun. gateway. Yeah. Soft drink. Did you Here, hold like this candy cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> we had candy cigarettes, too. I know. <laughs> That's the thing. And when you blew... Mm-hmm. On them, smoke puffed out. Yeah, it was a horrific, they horrible were super thing. Cool. It was almost as bad as the Sackler family and OxyContin. It's okay. <laughs> Kids vape now. Yeah. Okay, so Rob Roy was an adopted child. He was three years older than Georgia. Georgia's father, George, was the most influential person in her, in her life. He was the most educated man in Newton County, Mississippi. Uh, how how you know, do you determine that's a sixth that? Grade. I think he made sixth grade. No, he was also a judge. <gasps> oh, the, seventh well, grade. No. Okay, then. <laughs> a district, a second chancery district court judge. While he was respected in the county, he was not well liked. He well, was arrogant, argumentative, and domineering. Ew. He was an a hole. No. Because men in the South. 
in, <laughs> in the happen. world. Yeah. In the olden days. Olden days, huh? Like a strange. Yeah. He still sucks. Said by the white man. He right, though? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's good that he's self-aware. <laughs> he stepped out of the room for a moment, so he can't hear this. He'll hear it when we listen to it to edit Maybe. it. Shh. Okay. Rob Roy served in World War I, where he suffered what was then called shell shock. And he, for the rest of his life, he was a little bit messed up. Yeah. And he suffered from tremors. World War mm. will do that, too. Yes. Yeah. It was a bad deal. He died of tuberculosis at the age of 46. That so was also just kind of it back then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was either tuberculosis or syphilis. Yep. Yeah. Or either uh, the lungs or the... not at this point. Wiener. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two extremely yeah. important organs. Yeah. Well, like I said, they were a very affluent family. Georgia went to Martha Washington College. Whoa. In Abingdon, Virginia. Abingdon. Where she majored in music because, you know, she was a girl. Mm -hmm. And home ec. Yeah, I imagine. She wasn't the home ec kind of girl. I majored in fruit pie. (laughs) That's what it was like. Meat pie. I majored in finding a husband. Well, not Georgia, as a matter of fact. Okay. Don't think Georgia ever intended on getting married. What? Lesbian. She was also in a softball. <laughs> mm, she's very in a softball. She kind of a butch haircut. She graduated in 1913, and she taught school briefly in Columbus, Mississippi. However, she lacked the patience required for teaching. It's yeah. not what she wanted to do. Lumberjack. Neither was yeah. music. She wanted to be a lawyer. Ah, mm. So I really thought Lumberjack was going to be it. I guess yeah. the way... People became lawyers in those days was they, quote, read the law with with a a lawyer, which her father allowed. equally unqualified to be a lawyer. Well, her father, the judge, allowed her to to read the law with him. Oh, well, that's nice. And she was the first woman in Mississippi to pass the bar exam. Work for her. So she did. Now you're getting us on her side. I feel like you're going to let us down. Yeah. I'm not going to well, let you I down, but things, Georgia might. Given the nicknames. I hope things only go up for her. <laughs> <laughs> I see a great future for yeah. her. Well, while she passed the bar, her father would not let her practice oh. law. He wouldn't let her become a lawyer. Her ho- so that uh, vanity license plate for the horse buggy that said Mrs. Law, Ms. Law, was never used? Nope. He wanted her to be a traditional Southern woman, which meant get married and have kids, and you could be influential and, you know, make your mark via your husband and your children. Makes sense. Fuck that shit. Like I'm doing in my life. Wow. <laughs> get, get going, husband and children. I know. What wow. the fuck? No pressure. <laughs> we'll see what I do. I want to remind you for Congress. I don't want to remind me. Yeah. I ain't cut out for that shit. Well, so anyway, she didn't want to get married, as I alluded no, to before. Yeah. Uh, some people, Sorry. in hindsight, said yeah. she reminded them of a man. Sure. That, uh, I think we've established that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just say she had a side part. Oh, wait, yeah, so what? Yeah. No. I think we've established that that is sexist and some bullshit. Yeah. I don't think we've established Are they saying that. she was mean? No, no, I think they're just saying she's not meek and well, subservient. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which is sexist. <laughs> she yeah. had a strong personality. She's a tough old broad. Yeah, she was Young tough. Broad. <laughs> she was she tough. To, you know. She mm. used to wear starched white, you know, collared uh, shirts she's and Albert like Ellen. Yeah. and long yes. black skirts Ooh. because it was, you yeah. know, nineteen teens. That was the ver- that was like a pantsuit like of the Ellen. day. Yes. Kind of oh, yeah. Yes. She was and you know, kind of no nonsense. Nothing frilly for her. No, God no. Mm-mm. She was familiar with social work. Which at that time was kind of brand new. Yeah. But she kind of practiced a form of it herself, uh, doing lots of charity work because, you know, they were rich when she was a teenager. And it was also an excuse for her to not have to do typical girly things like go to parties and dances and primp and wear frilly dresses. Put on makeup. No, only um, sex workers did that. Really? Right back then? No, probably so. not a makeup. lot of makeup. Uh, no, no, they probably on. had like it, it mascara. Wasn't super common. Yeah, they probably yeah. had like. When is this? What rouge? Nineteen tens. Like oh, yeah, they had tons of makeup. They had makeup. 
Some yeah. a lot of it had arsenic in it, sure. Yeah, yeah. white lead. But yeah. still, it was makeup. Well, she would visit the poor, and when she was about fifteen. Just visit the poor. Excuse just saying me. hi. I'm not going to help you or anything. Hi. Uh, hi, poor. Everybody's still poor here? Okay, bye. That sounds very Kim K of her. It is. Yeah. Stop being poor. Stop being poor. Oh it's God. making me sound. You're downing me. Is that a word? Is that a thing? Sure. She's safe. I, just, I it. maybe uh-uh. just made that up. So anyway, when she was about 15, she was in her dad's courtroom, and there were two orphans in the oh, courtroom. Were and they harsh in her buzz? Well, her dad, <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess he did a lot of... I don't know what would be killing? family law now. Oh, so really? I had to figure out what to do with these two orphans. Oh, oh, were they actually um, 31-year-old Eastern um, European women? I don't think so. Damn it. I was going to say black-eyed kids. Oh, they could have been black-eyed kids. One of those two things. No, these were actual little children. Damn it. And so um, adoption was not a big... <gasps> were they... Uh, <laughs> did they have pupils? You know... I thought they might be little question. orphan Annie. They're only children. And, Why would they have students? No, that's worse than my dad puns. That, um, <laughs> You're just mad it took you a couple seconds. No, I, I immediately was disappointed. <laughs> right away. Right away. <laughs> Aaron can't tell time. <laughs> oh, what? A dude. At this time, adoption was not super popular in the United States. It was powering through. It yeah. was, um, you know, orphans were typically seen as coming from loose women so they were damaged they you know they they were defective because their mom was a hussy and so so people didn't want to adopt languages unwanted children so they went Mm -hmm. to orphanages family or they put them on trains and send them off to the midwest to work we got to do that one of these days yeah oh the orphan trains. I know. I episode. have that up here. Orphan train. That's my. What do you choo. mean? I, oh my god! <laughs> Did you just turn the horrific orphan trains into some kind of a sitcom or a children yeah, show? Yeah, can you imagine? Orphan trains. Yes, actually. The cute, like little ch- educational children's video. Actually, I can. Nickelodeon. Um, history of orphan trains. Carry so, on. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, young Georgia Tan decided these kids. Should have a family. They should be snatched. Yeah. They should be. They well, they didn't have parents. For hungry people. No. Too well, far. Too far. We go back to the meat pies. Yep. She I wanted them to have a family, That's so nice she took her. it upon herself to go talk to the wealthiest families in Newton County until she persuaded some couple, some wealthy couple, to adopt them. Wealthy for Newton County, so they and didn't, she didn't did. need dirt. They yeah. Had, I mean that's. They the, had three the, cows. <laughs> <laughs> and some lettuce. Woo! What do you mean in Newton County, Mississippi? I'm sure it's a beautiful place. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure there were I'm people sure. with the plenty Magnolia of money. trees, gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. Physical beauty. I'm guessing. Yeah. Okay. Off okay. the charts. So by 1920, <laughs> uh, Georgia was working as a social worker, basically, exploiting the lack of regulation. Did social work? No. Oh, but it was... Yes, she did. It's pretty new, though, right? Yes, it was very new. They they had few regulations on adoption. And oh, no. Walla baby, come get it. That just sounds bad. <laughs> and Baby her, for sale. Her yeah, father happened warned. to be a judge, so made it easy yeah, for her yeah. to begin placing children she kidnapped from poor women. Wait, hold on. You jumped right into something pretty serious. Baby mm-hmm. Sancho. She began working for the Kate McWillie Powers Receiving Home for Children. There's too many words for One evil. more time. In Jackson, Kate, Mississippi. What now? Kate McWillie Powers Receiving Home for Children. So Mc- the first part is three parts of a name. Kate Will- McWillie Powers. Powers. It's not a law firm. That's, I, I, yeah, <laughs> it is. Apparently. Yeah, that's well, a great yeah. name. It Kate was McWillie a, Powers. Yes. Kids for Sale Incorporated. Yeah. It was affiliated with the Mississippi Children's Home Society. That doesn't sound any better. So she... Formerly known as the Mississippi Stealing Children's Society. (laughs) No, I think it was legit. But Georgia decided she wanted to handle things her own Georgia way. Yeah. Although she's in Mississippi, it was uncomfortable. Yeah. Ah, now who's doing puns? I did. (laughs) 
she um, happened upon a home where she saw a little toddler boy. <laughs> oh, no. You don't look comfortable. I'm fine. This is my parents. I love them. Yeah. Where am I going? Where are you taking me? Playing on the front porch. Oh, my God. She's How just snatching kids from porches now. She literally. She lured him with the lollipop. Good <laughs> God. This is James Woods. Uh-huh. He has Tell not me. learned his safety scenarios. Nope. No. He was little. Danger. He was little. Mm-hmm. His mom was inside napping. She was diabetic. <laughs> Oh, and this yeah. is in the days before they even knew what insulin was and did. Or she just yelled, "Give me some sugar!" No, oh, I need some so sugar. So she was probably very sick, and you know, probably not going to probably live had been, super yeah, long. Her feet were almost. Her feet were probably already amputated. Yeah. No. So she's she couldn't already walk out stubby. after them because she had stumps. Yeah. So it was. It was awkward. So Georgia took him. You know, straight away found us. Is your mom have di- Is your mom napping? <laughs> oh, she's neglectful. Let's yeah. go. Found yeah. a family for him and got him adopted. So wait, she's Jesus. literally walking down the street, sees yes. a kid on a porch by himself, says, I'm going to go ahead and... Uh. For what? Like, what I does mean, she gain from this? Is she getting paid by yeah. that? Yeah. Oh. Does she influence she's, notoriety? She starts... Well, uh, I don't know how much... I don't know if she's getting paid yet, but she goes back later for his younger brother. Oh my Good God. God. The, the mother... You have how many siblings? Oh my Whoa. god, I'll be I I'll be back. I will definitely be the back. mother, Rose Harvey, tried to challenge the adoptions of her children in court huh. and she lost. What the how did she fuck? lose? I mean stumps, I, I I get that part, but how does she lose the court case? Georgia Tan's father is the <sighs> district court Bastards. judge. Was she a single mom? Was her dad or like a widow? You know what I don't know. The way you're only talking about her it makes me I think know. that she didn't have yeah. a husband around. Maybe I don't know. She, in the field she all might day, not day, have. Yeah. <laughs> that hearing today to get our son back. I'm busy. I I'm gotta sorry. Get up. I got a thing. I gotta, you know? yeah, I'm sorry. You better just take care of that. I, mm-hmm. I, I actually I actually might do that. Mm-hmm. That does sound a little bit like. Yeah, me. you. Yeah. yeah I'd probably okay. let Carrie just go ahead and solo that one. Yeah, if mm-hmm. we were in family court. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, Georgia was pretty much run out of Mississippi for this. You know, really? Yeah, people caught wind of what she was doing. Are you surprised? So even though she was winning in court, the people of Mississippi didn't like it. Hmm. So she left. I think she went to Texas first, but she ended up in Memphis, Tennessee in 1924, where she became the director of the Memphis. This branch of the Tennessee Children's Home Society. Did so nobody look into her past? That must be yeah. what they called them. Did her resume have like a, just a chunk missing? And she said, "I was just finding myself. I was traveling in Europe." I don't think years. so. I did, I did a gap year. She was super well connected, so her resume probably yeah. looked great. How many kids you kidnapped? Seventeen already. But also, you're welcome. Memphis was to having all its own. Those who say privilege is not real. Mm-hmm. It lets you kill kids, so... Well, they said not killed. He's just, you know, stolen. We'll see. It lets you steal kids, so... Yeah, that might have been a little foreshadowing there, Aaron mm-hmm. Quinney. Yeah. Okay. Well... It get darker. What, what was her other nickname? Yeah, baby Snatcher? Baby Thief and Baby Snatcher, not Baby oh. Killer. Yeah. Uh, wow. I thought it was Baby Eater. Well. <laughs> oh, Baby Lynch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought that was... Okay, uh, Memphis was having its own issues at the time From when what? you know they might not have been paying so much attention. West to Nile virus. It was <gasps> yes, Memphis. Yes. Yellow fever. Yellow fever. Yellow that was my yeah. I was about to say yeah. Why would you say we, that? It's because Memphis is on the Nile in Egypt. Yeah. No, because they've had outbreaks of mosquito-borne diseases. Yeah. Memphis. Yeah. She just said yellow yeah. fever. Yellow fever. But I Philadelphia you said it like, has but, had to, Philadelphia, like, Mississippi. Yeah. Wow. wow. And in Pennsylvania. Uh, both philadelphias yeah well anyway um they were recovering from a yellow fever epidemic i think i think it was actually maybe at the turn of the century or something but they were still recovering so a quarter century later they're still you know it was still not well but listen more than half of the city's population left yeah the city and of the Mm nineteen thousand people who stayed seventeen thousand got sick jesus there were just homes just the sickest people who couldn't leave stayed more than 5,000 oh died. Wow. Yep. Holy so, moly. Homes filled with dead families and flies. They would have flies yeah. land on their open eyeballs and not have the strength to wipe them away. Yes. Okay. That sounds awful. Yeah, it does. And the city oh, went bankrupt. But I well, kind of like the it. scene I set there. I don't know. That's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Write a screenplay. Should do. Yeah. Um, I've never heard of these things, Jack. I'm- that's an opening shot in Westworld. 
Shout out to this podcast will kill you. Oh. Interior daylight. I didn't. Li- I haven't listened to that episode. Well, anyway, another individual came to Memphis from Mississippi. I think he was already there by the time George got there. His name was Ed Crump. Great Fuck name. yeah. Crump. That's a great name. You know what that sounds like? A child snatcher. It does. No, he became the mayor. Damn Ooh. it. Ooh. Mayor Ed Crump, child snatcher. Yes. It's still, yeah. That's my slogan. And he became very powerful in the city of Memphis and kind of in the whole um, state of Tennessee. Well, he was the only healthy person who could vote, so he won <laughs> one to nothing. I mean, it was kind of the mayor's fault. 25 years <laughs> okay. ago. Okay. He's just throwing shade at someone he's never known. No, the mayor actually did the have... The mayor of Memphis 118 years ago. I don't yes. think he was there when... During Not the this mayor. I meant yeah. the original mayor. Yeah. Well, anyway, people were Obviously. afraid of him. He was the powerful guy. Whoa. So pretty soon after Georgie got to Memphis, she launched her adoption racket. Oh. To to drum up business, she actually would place advertisements aimed at potential adoptive parents in newspapers. Want a baby? Well, yeah. Gotta go. That, so yeah. To to see what kind of demand there was out there for snatched babies. Just to, to get people, because like I said, adoption was not super mainstream and, yeah. and widely accepted because people thought these were poor, defective oh, babies. Yeah. So people thought that, um, you don't adopt because they're messed up. Yes. And people thought, you know, babies would reflect their yeah. poor, yeah. poor parents who make poor choices and do bad things. Be criminals. Georgia didn't believe that she thought babies were blank slates and Ooh. if you take a baby from a poor that family be better and, yeah, yeah. and get that to like her again carrie I don't, what well, this is the truth she <laughs> thought if you take a baby from a poor family yeah. and place them with a wealthy affluent family then that baby will will grow up to be it's it's called a, a trading places theory Everybody, yeah yeah sure carrie yes i mean we're you know professor eddie murray and his colleague, Professor, Professor Dan Aykroyd, posited that very years ago. Murphy. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, some of her... <laughs> that uh, was a joke. <laughs> she's going, wait. Is he an academic? Have you heard of that? Oh, Dan Aykroyd. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe they got hung up by Eddie Murray because they don't know who that is. Yeah. He's a baseball player. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, So some of these advertisements, you know, she would... Put in photos of smiling, toe-headed infants <laughs> with captions like, Want a real live Christmas present? Oh, my God. Living dolls for you. When George wants to play catch, but he needs a daddy. Aww. Put your orders in early. Who doesn't have the yellow fever? Put your orders in yes. early. Yes. Oh, my God. You can just fill out like a... a like a like ordering a Jesus Reuben, Christ. like it's yeah. a Sears catalog. Yeah. Hold the pickle would mean like you know hold the tuberculosis. <laughs> so anyhow, she uh, quickly became like the foremost agent for adoptions, not just in Tennessee but in the entire United States. And you know she helped make adoption respectable. And uh, and even with wealthier people, you know, like a, a cool thing to do. So again, these are some of these things are positive social Correct. results. I yeah. mean, she, uh-huh. she made it were... trendy to get a crack baby. <laughs> yeah, in the <laughs> yeah. worst way possible. Yes, I suppose they called them coke babies back then because they drank coke, but coke had cocaine. <laughs> yeah, so they were still. Well, horrible. she became well known nationally, even. Organizations around the country would ask for her advice on all aspects of adoption and child rearing, like she was some kind of expert. Wow. She was the Dr. Spock, or whoever the person is now. Yeah. She would uh, speak at conferences in New York, Chicago, and Los Angeles. She would meet celebrities. She advised Eleanor Roosevelt on adoption matters. Oh, God. She was invited to the inauguration of Harry Truman. And Pearl Buck asked her to collaborate on a book about adoption. Jim, Christmas. Yep. Um, she won two Nobel Peace Prizes. <laughs> yeah. And no. Pulitzer. Most people didn't know what Georgia was really up to. She seems fairly brazen. She was snatching kids off porches. Yeah. yeah. But that's in, you know, rural Tennessee. Oh. 
people in New York and Chicago and L.A. didn't know about that. Should have asked, hi, do you steal any of her babies? Well, she was also kidnapping, abusing, molesting. Oh, oh my God. What? And selling children. Darker and darker. Good. Mm-hmm. You gotta work up to the darkness. You just, you just, you just throw it out there. <laughs> the state of Tennessee actually required her to only place babies with Tennessee parents for a fee to basically the home society, which is considered a charity. The fees couldn't exceed seven dollars. She well, that's like four thousand dollars now. No, it's not, not that, that much. much. <laughs> well, I don't know how much it would be, but <laughs> it wasn't. Exorbitant. But what year is this? 19. Like 20s. Mid 20s, yeah. She um, began placing children in all 48 states (laughs) with anyone willing to pay a much higher fee to her. Some people paid like $5,000, which would be like close to $100,000 today. And she became a millionaire. Damn, and, the, and one reason why she why she really liked to place kids out of state is because it was easier to justify the higher fees because she would have travel costs mm-hmm. and stuff like that. She would, you know, roll up to somebody's house in a limousine oh my with God. a That's, child for them. Lord. Yeah, a mink coat. The child has yeah. that stays here, Billy. That's for the next one. Seven bucks would be a hundred and one dollars. So I feel like I missed that a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she placed children with politicians, millionaires, celebrities, primarily you know those people primarily in California and New York. So Madonna was the, of the time yes. was her favorite client. Her celebrity clients include Madonna. Lana Turner. Lana Turner. Wow. Mary Pickford. Mary. I mean, every, every name. So okay. <laughs> June Allison and Dick Powell. Whoa. <laughs> they don't, you guys don't even know who that is. I don't even know who that is. What? Dick, Dick Powell. Powell. Dick Powell. I'm drawing a blank. June Allison, not 100%. Dick. Actor. Actors. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very Powell. famous actors. Really? Yes. Dick Powell. Dick Powell. Oh, and wait. What was he? Dick Powell. Dick Powell. No, what was it? What did he play? Was he, he might the, have was been. Was he the one, the thin man? Yeah, I think so. Okay, I know he is. And Joan Crawford. Joan oh. Crawford. Not Christina, but she oh had God. twins. Christina Eva Roth. She, uh, if you dump this baby, I'll throw in some extra coat hangers. And Joan Ooh. Crawford was sold. Yeah. She got twin girls, younger than Christina and the boy Christopher. I think. I have no idea. Didn't you ever see Mommy Dearest? Nope. So yeah. probably little did Georgia Tan know those kids were going to an abusive, wealthy <laughs> celebrity mother. She cared. Come yeah. on, I don't think she, she was, was all that. So are you going to get into how she was doing? What abuse was she doing there? Did she have like an orphanage yes. or something like that? Well, like, she had a home, a big yeah. So there was, was an orphanage. It was a it was a large. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it was a large home. They were stored on like in in big shelves in the back warehouse. Yeah. Come little mini forklifts would go get them when they're adopted. Like oh my Amazon. god! Yes, it's an it's Amazon a, warehouse. It's an Amazon baby warehouse. Your drones pick them up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll get to that. In the shape of a stork. <laughs> I'm talking about the celebrities right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> so shut the she fuck um, up. <laughs> they, yeah, it was implied. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Georgia was fond of saying that children were going to people of the higher type. Oh, well, okay. Now you get into it. What kind of hoity-toity bullshit? (laughs) (laughs) Have you guys ever heard of professional... Can we still sell Aaron? Is that... Bruh. I mean, if we can get... How much was she getting? Like, close to 100,000. Damn. Back then? Or 100,000 now? No, yeah, like up to 5,000. I'll take, I'll take yeah, fuck yeah. yeah man. Have you guys ever heard of professional wrestler Ric Flair? I yes. have. Actually, I'm, I'm oh, you have? So. Yeah. yeah. Great name. Pretty cool name. Honestly, professional wrestling is pretty entertaining. He, was, he was a Georgia Tam baby. Really? Yeah. What? Oh, my God. Yeah. For real? Yeah. Holy How long shit. does she do this shit for? She's, she I started know. in the 20s? She I started in old. like 1926 or 24 Damn. or something. 24. So, like... Uh, well, you have to tell know. us the year. You haven't told us the end year. What? No, we'll get there. Okay. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Don't be jumping the gun. <clears throat> she's like trying to calculate how long, but she hasn't. We'll get there. She's yeah, I don't, get it in I, her head. It's not in my notes. Okay. I mean, it's not on this page in my notes. Okay. I know, roughly 30 years. So too so long. How, how was Ric Flair there? I know, so that's what I'm 50s. trying to figure it out. I'm, 
Damn. So he must have been one of the last ones, and even then he's older than I would have thought he was. I have no idea. I've I mean, that puts him in never, his, I've never heard of his him. 60s or at least. Huh. Okay. Rick Flair. Yeah. So people, of course, wanted white children with blonde hair and blue eyes. Who does Damn it. They would get the highest price. Oh, my God. She obviously would never deal in any non-white babies. Mm-hmm. All of her babies mm-hmm. were white. But the blonde hair, blue-eyed ones fetched the highest. He's brown hair, brown fees. eyes. Put them in the bag. I don't know. Maybe yeah. we can make we can make someone take him if we give him a blue-eyed one. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of thing. Like a, like a two-for-one two yeah, kind of a deal. Half off yeah. kind of thing. Well, hair, she preyed on unwed mothers, like I said, and poor uneducated families. And she used she hired people she called spotters. Jesus. They were nurses, welfare workers, sheriff's deputies. People walking by porches. The whole the <laughs> yeah. grand the gamut. Lawyers and doctors. Teachers. <laughs> yeah, God. People, people would report to her about children that she could snatch. Jesus. I, I know. That's just casual evil. Yeah. yeah. I mean, hey, Georgia, I got one. Nurses. Would tell single mothers that their babies had died at birth. Jesus. Jesus Christ. And when the mothers would say, I heard a baby, but I heard, you know, they'd say, oh, that was somebody else's baby. Well, okay, the then fuck? I, you know, can I have my baby's body to arrange for a burial or whatever? Yeah, we already burned it. Yeah. They'd, they'd go, no, that was me. And they'd try to mimic a baby. Uh, it didn't sound like that, Nurse Ratchet. Uh, trust me. They would say the hospital had either um, cremated it or the, it Jeez. was already buried or something. Can you dig it up? No, we lost the shovel. But they were actually given to Georgia Tan. Other mothers. How did that not get out to authorities within the first two years of doing that? They didn't care. First year. She became very chummy with Ed Crump. Was she also preying on poor kids? Poor, you know, wrong side of the track type, oh, type uh, families pretty much uh, always? Almost always. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure poor she kids. very consciously chose yes. who she was stealing from. Yes. People who didn't have the financial resources to fight back, to, yeah. to fight back beyond the initial <gasps> hearing. She... she also had a judge in her pocket. Her dad? A fa- no, like, oh, no, because oh, now right. she's They're in Tennessee. Okay. A family law judge named Camille Kelly. Is that a woman? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So women, these, these trailblazing women were fucking evil. I yeah. know. Well, these two were. Very disappointing. Let's not say they all I'm were. Saying, ah! <laughs> I just got a mop and threw it at her and it was in my hand. <laughs> I didn't know. It was, I got it. Oh, no. That was really funny. Where is it? I don't know. We got a power through. Yeah. Some mothers were tricked into signing away their newborns while they were still kind of under anesthesia. Oh my no. god! Uh, oh my that's god! What Rachel Been did there. to me. What was it? What, what knee surgery was it? With a guy, the doctor tried to talk to me oh, when shit. I was uh, thirty seconds out of anesthesia. He's asking me questions. My responses were Sting. Why would he do that? Why? Why? Remember that he was asking questions. You okay to drive home? No. Where am I? Who are you? You okay to drive home? He wasn't asking that, Carrie. (laughs) He doesn't remember what he was asking. (laughs) But he was asking me questions (laughs) that required a thoughtful answer. When you know, well, maybe he was just testing you. No, no, he was. It wasn't. No, probably not. He was absolutely asking questions, expecting me to give him an actual answer for it. Yeah. What's your insurance number? Yeah. (laughs) Basically, (laughs) what's your what's your ATM number? And also lots of times, because remember, this is, we're approaching, you know, like uh, depression and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and this also oh happened God, during probably, the depression. That's by her heyday. Yes. Honestly, God. yeah. Because Mothers are probably just throwing babies at her, like, get yeah. this out of my tent. Jesus. <laughs> 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 it was the depression. You have no okay, during the, the depression, people still love their children. Yeah, but like less. A little bit less. Okay. Bit less. Under stress. Yeah. I kid, mom. Mama's mom said, but if there was, say, a single, and you know, there were single mothers whose husbands were killed in World War One and stuff like that, and so, you know, there's a single mom with these kids. She's having difficulty feeding them, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. if she went anywhere for assistance, the welfare workers would trick them into, you know, letting their children be adopted Uh. or. 
or trick them into, okay, you know, just let them go to the children's home society for a little while, maybe for a little while. Yeah. Like pawn them. You'll get them back. Yeah, exactly. They would think they would get them back that they would just be taken care of for a little while while you get back on your feet. Did they give them a pawn ticket? No. So it's kind of like they're under stress and all, right? Hey, yes. You guys, you guys, let's tell mom that I'm oh. dead. Okay. And we'll see how long it takes her to give you guys away. I'm thinking like eight minutes. <laughs> what? Let's we'll see. She goes, oh my God. Well, you know what? I better sell the kids. Uh, they're old enough to work and contribute. You can get more if you sell them. Well, some kids were even snatched from playgrounds That's and monstrous. off sidewalks. Sidewalks. I like sidewalks. Sidewalks. Wow. Oh. Alexa thought we were talking to her. She's a bitch. Shut up, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> okay. One family had like several children snatched walking home from school. Wow. What the fuck? Did they know? Were they finding out or were these like missing kids? You know what I mean? Did they, did, oh, was yeah. it, were they, did they find out eventually or fairly soon that they were snatched by Georgia Tan and they were, they were sent away to some rich kid? Or, or for the most part, do these parents just think their kid disappeared forever? Yeah. I don't, you know what? I didn't read about any, any potential like kidnappings where parents just thought their kids just disappeared. I would think that it was, it was some... like, you know, they would always find out about it and rush to court. And, you know, because their parental rights would be terminated. Yeah. I bet you that happened. I bet you. It, it mean, probably it did. Like, you know, where some are just thinking, right, if they don't find out their kid <clears throat> is in the, the orphan house. Yeah. Georgia Tan runs, then they just disappear. Well, for instance, I'm going to tell you the story about a woman named Alma Sipple. Alma. Wait, hold the phone. Al- uh, Alma. Alma. Sipple. Okay. Sibyl. Sibyl? Sipple. Sipple. Oh, I thought it was Sibyl. I thought you said Alma Sipple. No. Oh, no. I was really hoping for a unique name. This is the mom. We're back. We had a little break there because Aaron Quinn decided to go throw up. We think she might be pregnant. <laughs> She'll be gone for the rest of the episode, by the way. Giving, you She's know, not pregnant. The vomiting. The She's a lesbian. That's why that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Anyhow. Here you go. <laughs> we're going to tell you about Alma, or I am going to tell you about because you guys don't know anything about it. Okay. <laughs> well, you say that kind of mean. This know shit about Alma. Story is from the spring of 1946. Alma, she was then in her early 20s. She had moved. I think she was from Kentucky, but she moved to Memphis with her infant daughter Irma, who was about 10 months old, and she had a two-year-old son Robert from a previous marriage. They were staying with some friends. She had a boyfriend who had just shipped out to Panama. What are you doing there? Building the canal? I don't know. What year is this? 46? No, canal was long done. Yeah. But I'm assuming he was in the <clears throat> service because he shipped out. He was Irma's father, the baby's father, um, but they planned to be married as soon as possible. Alma had already been divorced twice nice. in her Damn. early 20s. Damn. The first time she got married, she was only 14. Oh, I'm kind of on uh, George's side on this one. She ah. basically got married to get away from home. There were 17 children. Jesus. And I think it was a little bit abusive. It's just abusive having 17 children. Yeah. Well, all 17 of them. There's no way there's not neglect. In Memphis, she and the two kids settled into a little one-room apartment where she shared the pull-out sofa with her toddler son, Robert, and baby Irma slept nearby in a crib. About six weeks after they moved in, a nice woman named Georgia Uh came by the apartment building saying she was investigating an alleged child abuse case involving one of Alma's neighbors. The next day, and so, you know, she saw that this young woman had a couple of kids. She must have had a lead, otherwise she's just not knocking on doors with that story, right? She must have, I don't know, somehow found out. Hey, this is poor. I don't think she. I don't mom think she two. came by her door. I think. I think Alma was out walking the kids, and she uh, was on her way back into the building. Georgia probably was there on a, you know, to snatch another baby. Can you imagine it? You're Georgia Tan. Uh, you're walking around every day. You're walking around, you're just looking at kids. And just be like, oh, I a, could snatch that one. I yeah, could I could convince their mom to give them. Yeah. Up. I wonder how poor they are. I wonder uh, how uneducated yeah. their mom is. Hmm. Well, the next day, Georgia came back in her big black limousine 
This time again, she struck up another conversation with Alma, asking her questions about where the baby's father was. And she looked at the baby, and the baby had a runny nose, and she said, I think your baby's sick. You you know, she needs to see a doctor. She needs a checkup. And Alma said, she just has a cold, and, you know, I don't have any money for a doctor. And Georgia said, no, I I think she's way sicker. This is more than just a cold. I work for the... Tennessee Children's Home Society, I can get her looked at by a doctor for free. If I take her in, you know, I have privileges because of my charity. She's, but I'm going to have to take her, you know, and pretend she's an orphan, basically. Oh, God. So, so sign this. So the yeah. mom was worried, and she is, so she agreed to it. She assumed that she would go with them to the hospital, and she did sign a piece of paper. Jeez. But... Georgia told her she couldn't go because they had to pretend that the baby was an orphan. And so she thought, okay, I guess I got to trust somebody. No, so, you don't. Not Georgia. So she let the baby go. Well, the next day, Alma, the mom, she went to the hospital and she went to the children's ward where she saw Irma because there was a ward with all of the Tennessee Children's Home Society kids there. And she saw baby Irma jumping up and down on, on in a bed. So she told the nurse, I want to see my baby. And the nurse said, you don't have a baby here. Those children, all, you know, are all orphans. They belong to the Children's Home Society. So she had to leave the hospital. And Get out, you crazy bitch. So she tried to go to the Children's Home Society, and she tried to contact Georgia. And finally, Georgia calls her back and said, and tells her that her baby died. Uh, wow. She told her Irma died of pneumonia. And, you know, she freaked out, didn't believe her. And then... If this ends with her being convicted for kidnapping her own child, I'm going to lose it. Yeah. It's not going to end that way. Well... I like my ending better now, actually. Be, but she says, okay, if she died, I want to make arrangements for her to be buried. And Georgia Tan told her, oh, no, you know, we, the state, the state already took care of it because, you know, she was an orphan. So she tried to fight it. You know, she, she didn't believe it. She, you know, went looking for a grave and she tried to call the police. uh, Findagrave.com. No. She called the police. They basically, you're crazy kind of thing. So she took her son to Ohio to stay with her mom and then she came back. So she could really That's pursue this. Yeah. She and also keep her son out of harm's way. Yeah. Yeah. And basically the, you know, when she didn't find a grave or anything, the children's home society basically told her, get lost. The case is closed. So, and, the, so the, so all, it's not just Georgia, obviously every person yeah. who works at the, at the home society is lying, is telling her lies, right? Yeah. This is, oh yeah. They're all profiting. Yeah. They all knew what was going on. So, hmm. That was typical. Lawyers and judges and, you know, law enforcement, everybody just kind of looked the other way because these were poor people and nobody cared. Every now and then, some parent would be able to file a lawsuit or something like that. And she had a kind of a very prominent lawyer working for her personally and for the Home Society and they basically, he was able to just quash any any lawsuit that was filed. But she also had the uh, juvenile court judge, Camille Kelly, who I talked about earlier. She was basically her accomplice. Mm. And she also helped her find children by removing Jesus. children from their birth parents. <laughs> because she was a okay, juvenile so court judge. Say, oh, you, you're, you know, you're derelict and whatever. You're, yeah. you're an unfit parent. Yeah. Sent to the home. Yep. Uh, by George Tan. Yep. She would basically remove kids saying that, the, yeah, the parents were um, neglectful. She was getting enough. She had to be getting kickbacks from Georgia, right? Oh, yeah. I'm sure she was. It's estimated that she sold more than 5,000 children in the 26 years that she served as the head of the Tennessee Children's Home Society. Jesus Christ. There is a woman who wrote a book. And I think she she traced 5,000 children. I mean, she had names or whatever. She knew who they were. She suspects it's it's higher, that it's more like 6,000, that there are 
more kids that she couldn't actually trace. Would it yeah. be surprised? Yeah, I mean, she probably just did some on the sly. She got she had, had a quick placement, you know, had them a day. Oh, yeah, not even, yeah. You know, yeah. And they just never entered the system or whatever. Uh-huh. Well, and also she would falsify documents. She falsified birth certificates. She would destroy records. You know, she would destroy the real ones. She would seal the actual birth records because she didn't want, I mean, th- there was no such thing as an open adoption. I mean, you didn't, she didn't want anybody ever coming back and looking into it. If adoptive parents didn't know. I was just going to ask that. You think you'd come back the other direction from the adopted kid 17 years later a decent parent told them they were adopted and they want to know and they want to find their birth mother. That had to have happened back then. I don't think it did. Really? I don't think that was really that much of a thing. I think you're right. I think a lot of times parents didn't tell their kids they were adopted, but also, you know, it's a different era where they don't think they can. I don't don't know for sure, to be honest with you. And then it'd come back when the kid found That's how I'd tell a story. I'd have a kid who was adopted Searching for his birth mother, uncover with flashbacks as a whole yeah. horrific history. Well, what I was going to say is, I I don't think most of the adoptive parents, like like the celebrity parents, mm-hmm. they didn't think that what they were doing was illegal. They didn't think they were buying a baby. They thought yeah, these were legitimate adoption fees. And and they <clears throat> is there any evidence that any of these? The parents, the adopting parents, knew that these kids were kidnapped. No, absolutely not. Had to have. Why? I don't know. I would say maybe a very, very tiny number. Maybe personally knew George. Yeah, exactly. If you're you're in Memphis and you're in the same sort of upper crust that Georgia is operating, and her judge, her corrupt judge, etc., that they're operating in. And they're like, oh, I really want a child. I can't have a child for whatever reason. They would probably, yeah. Those people knew. Maybe some, but I think, like mom said, a vast majority of them probably thought what they were doing was a legitimate adoption. Yes. And they also thought what they were doing was good. Yeah. These were poor kids whose parents couldn't take care of them. And they had colds or they were alone on porches. So it's really the best. Yeah, but those, nobody knew about that stuff, really, I don't think. At least not the people outside of yeah. the immediate community. I bet you some did, but uh, you're right. Well, majority, I'm sure did not. She basically did zero vetting of <laughs> prospective parents. Uh, well, well, yeah, there were no, you know, no home visits, no making sure. She, the only thing she cared about was they had money. She was on the lie and kidnap for money. I don't think she's going to be real choosy about the home. No, yeah, and. She was, yeah, she wasn't doing it, even though, you know, it, it sounded like from her beginnings, yeah. she cared about got greedy. poor people and social work, but obviously she was very elitist and snobby, yeah. and she knew that a lot of people would look down on babies born to an unwed mother and stuff like that, so a lot of times she concocted fake stories about where these kids were from. It's the bastard child of the Earl of Northumbria. Yes, she what? would. She would claim. Well, she Shit she like would that. claim no, her really. child th- that the babies were born of intelligent, beautiful, and successful parents of English descent. It's like adoption places are, are um, sperm yeah. things today, where Donation, everybody's a yeah. freaking Nobel Prize winner. It really because it's just the guy who runs it. It's all his sperm. All right, oh all right. Oh. People who are adopting, it's always the doctor. Your kid is always going to look like that guy in the white suit, and it's not a pretty. Thing. Not always, but it is shocking how often that happens. It's shocking. It doesn't happen more. No, it's not. <laughs> it is. I swear to God. <laughs> Wait, I get to masturbate and then play, and also get charge money for it. I know. Win, God. win. Well, so anyway, obviously, many times these children who are. You know, from successful parents of English descent are instead from sex workers, yeah. criminals, and mental patient, mental institution patients. But Yeah, but if you buy her theory that it didn't matter because of blank slaves, then it doesn't really matter, does it? True. The nature of a nurture. Yes. But everyone else no, didn't she, believe that. Yeah. That was just around. her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she believed it didn't matter. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, no, she concocted the story so that she yeah. could charge more. I guess. Yeah. yeah. It's like they do now. They're all Nobel Prize winners. Yeah. Of course they yep. are. Yep. Well, she also didn't care if she was placing little girls with pedophiles. God. 
monster. Or little boys with farmers or business owners basically looking for slave labor. And also pedophiles, I'm sure, too. Yeah. Yes. She, it was also alleged that she was a little bit of a pedophile herself. Little girls claimed that she molested them. She was abusive. They would, like, hang kids from, like, coat racks by their wrists. What the fuck? Yeah, they were horrible. They would put, like, six babies in one crib. Jesus. She didn't care at all about caring for the children medically. So if one baby was sick, they would be in the crib with the healthy babies. and So then all the babies would get sick. they would just to protect? Uh, no kidding merchandise yeah i know yeah but she literally didn't care if if a doctor you know prescribed um, antibiotics for one of the kids for some reason and the you know the worker would administer it georgia would tell her to stop it what i don't understand why because he would want to deliver a healthy child sense but I don't know if it was because she didn't want to waste the money, but then she'd also fake the records to make it look like the her okay. worker was giving the children the medicine. She's just straight up crazy. There was one stretch of time, I think it was a one month in like 1949, where 50 babies died of dysentery uh, at the, the the Memphis whatever Children's Home yeah. Society. The the infant mortality rate in their county in Tennessee was higher than anywhere else. And it was because of Georgia Tan giving a horrible medical care. And obviously babies and children were dying in her care. And some of them would be buried. Some of them might not be, you know, some neighbors think they might have seen workers possibly burning children's or babies' bodies or, you know, I don't know if they ever dug up the yard. Maybe yeah, they should. Like some of those there mortuaries. Is, there is a cemetery where there are supposedly 19 children buried from the Children's Home Society, you know, but they don't have names or anything. And, and at one point, the community took up a collection to put a nice marker there, which they now have, but... You know, so no, they don't know who those kids are, wow. who they belong to. Some people think, some people think that close to 500 kids died in her care. But oh, of course, from, okay, from disease or neglect yeah, or whatever. Okay. Yeah, abuse. But nobody knows for sure. Jeez. She so would now, all now. I mean, so <clears throat> so now these people who are protecting her, uh, her who are her co-conspirators, are, are murderers. Are yeah. accessories along with her. Effectively, least. she's murdering these kids. Yes. <laughs> yep. She would often let an, an adoptive couple take two or three kids. Uh, try um, them out. See if you like them. Buy one, get one. Bring back if you don't. 100% accurate. Real. For up to a year. Oh, Ooh. Jesus. Till they could decide which one they want to keep, and then they could return the others. Oh, I'm sorry. It's been 366 days. I'm sorry. Yep. Take it back. Often, she would basically extort more money from adoptive parents. If parents ever complained about things or if parents got suspicious, then uh, they would basically threaten them. Her lawyer would threaten them. Either you'll lose your child or, you know, pay us more money or go ahead, blow the lid off of us. You'll go to jail, too. You know, you'll get in trouble, too, just like us. So and obviously... Like I said, the the blonde hair, blue eyed kids would get the most money. Oftentimes, she would have an already sick child, or a child with some sort of problem, and so those kids would be harder to place with adoptive families. So they basically just wouldn't take care of them and let them die. Jeez. There was one one man who came to adopt uh, a little boy, a nice, healthy cute little boy that she would dress up real nice and uh when he got there he heard another baby crying and he said you know what's that baby over there she goes oh don't worry about that baby this is your baby and he goes no i want to look at that baby it was a little baby girl who had some sort of like rash on her face and she and her tongue was like literally 
like glued to the bottom of her mouth or something. Uh. So she had some issue going on in her mouth and she was crying and stuff. And he goes, you know, you won't have any problem placing the other baby that he thought he was going to have. He goes, I want that one. So this was a good man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He ended up taking the baby girl that had some issue that probably would have died because they would have just let it yeah. sit there. And it was something, whatever was wrong with her was easily fixed. So, yeah. you know, he took her to his wife and they took her to a doctor who they uh, gave her cream for her rash. And it turned out what was going on in her mouth was some kind of allergy. Uh. So she was fine. She grew up just fine. So awful. So they would even drug and basically starve these undesirable babies till they died. Yeah. This this lady is Hitler. Yes. This lady is mini Tennessee Hitler. Yeah. She was horrible. So, like I said, these kids died of neglect and no birth certificate or death certificates, so nobody knows what happened to them. Holy shit. Good thing you put a disclaimer. (laughs) Yeah. I know. This is triggering me. (laughs) Is it really? I'm sorry. That's a lot of time. I saw a thing on Oprah, and there were two. <laughs> she just ruined the credibility by saying on Oprah. Well, she did a thing on adoption and finding your uh, birth families. Was it with Dr. And Phil? No. Dr. There Ross? were two men who, by this time, they were like in their 50s, twin boys. They were taken from their families when they were, they were family when they were five. So they remember this, and they remember being in the home and men coming in and molesting them. And so Georgia was just So she had absolutely rent them out to pedophiles. Yeah, pretty much. I wonder if she had a, you said they, these kids were five. I yeah. wonder if she had any kind of a, you know, internal yes, strategy. Yeah. Oh. No, no, no. no to, I see just to be smart about it, quote unquote. Yeah. In that not going too old because then they will have more memories and can possibly I was wondering somebody. that earlier. I was yeah. like, what is Not the oldest child she's targeted? Like yeah, I don't know. I never read Cause like, if anything I, I about... Like a seven-year-old. Yeah. She tried to... I'd be like, but my mom... Like, where's my mom? At like, some point, you know your name is Casey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, those kids are probably going to farmers or people and you know yeah, that are putting them to work. Away. And, yeah, you know, you can lie it. to kids. Your that's mom true. died. That's true. Whatever. Your parents can't take care of you anymore. Who do you you think sent you here? Kind of thing. Oh, I see. Sure, sure. So these boys were sent off to some family and they were abused. So they ran away and they would end up back in her care and, you know, Uh, they would be molested. And eventually they were adopted, I guess, by nice people and they lived their lives. But, but they remember. So they remember the treatment. At her, at, yeah. So finally, her protection was waning in 1950 because Ed Crump was no longer in power. And the new mayor, Gordon Browning, who was a political enemy of Ed Crump, was getting reports of the goings on in the Children's Home Society. From people like doctors and new, new social workers coming on the scene and and raising the red flag. And so he ordered an investigation into the home. And so just as, as the investigation was, the results of the investigation were going to be released to the public, Georgetown uh, dies. Yeah. What year? Uterine cancer, 1950. 1950. She was 59. She's like um, Ava Perone. Yep. So the home Karma did not come fast enough for her. No, right. The home was shut down, and Judge Camille Kelly. Bitch. And she still a judge? No, she resigned. Uh, but that's all. Oh my god. The only ramification she had. Nobody involved in her little racket was ever charged or prosecuted for anything. Literally, how? We're going to expose them now. No, yeah. I don't. I want all the names. No. Nope. Let's, let's find all their names and let's put it on our website. And the state pretty much kind of, I don't want to say they hushed it up, but they but quickly. They but they hushed it, yeah. Well, they quickly legalized all of the illegal adoptions. So, you know, no kids were ever returned to their Jesus. rightful birth parents. We're not going to fix anything. We're just going to make sure everyone forgets about it as soon yeah. as possible. Yep. 
Unsolved Mysteries uh, yeah, yeah. did a show on it. Really? And a lot of kids caught wind of it or were oh, actually really? watching it and realized, oh my God, I was adopted out of Memphis. And, or if they were older at the time, oh my God, I remember something. Yeah. Remember Alma Sipple? Yeah. Oh, she was watching? Baby Irma. Baby ah! Irma. No, not Baby Irma. Alma Sipple. Oh. I think it was like 1982. And she tuned in to Unsolved Mysteries. And she had she had gotten married a couple more times. So that was his fifth and sixth marriage. Had a bunch of more kids. And her husband was supportive of her l- trying to look into um, what happened to her baby. So she did try the Bureau of Vital Statistics in Nashville, trying to see, is there a death certificate for my baby who supposedly died in the hospital? None was ever issued. She went to the DA, the Tennessee Department of Human Services. Nobody could help. Then she saw the the Unsolved Mysteries, and they had a thing, you know, they did a story on it. There was an organization that was helping kids in this situation. So she got the name and the address of baby Irma, who now was named Sandra. And uh, she grew up in Cincinnati, Ohio, and she couldn't get a phone number for her, but she sent her some flowers with a little note in it. And she called her mom and they were reunited in the eighties. So, I don't know. So the the daughter was quite a bit older. I think she was in her 40s. She was like 45 or something like that. Damn. Yeah. So that daughter who became Sandra was adopted by a very nice fi- uh, couple in their 30s. Couldn't have children. She was an only child. She grew up very affluent, very happy supportive, loving parents sent her to good schools and let her do nice things and have nice things. And so she had a very lovely life. You guys all adopted. Do we tell them yet? (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, she didn't really have any complaints and she never looked for her birth mom because she just never felt like it was something that she needed to do, but she was very happy when, when she met her. But she is an example of, she probably did have a nicer life. Yeah. Yeah. Than, yeah. Then sure, if I'm she sure would have did. stayed. You know, the ones who didn't die or neglected or were or yeah. molested, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. She's in this very, very, yeah. very slim minority. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Likely. it is. I'm really offended by you trying to excuse her actions. I'm no, not. She's just telling us an uplifting story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're not all depressed as but fuck. But it, it's at the pretty snobby to think that poor people can't be good parents or they yeah. can't, you know. Yeah. It is pretty shitty. Yep. So, so that's the story of George Tan. What an awful so human nothing being. Nothing happened. She died conveniently. Yeah. Nothing happened to the horrible people involved, like Camille, what was her name? Camille Kelly. Kelly. Camille Kelly. If she's or one of your ancestors, you should be ashamed of her. Did anything happen to Crump? Yeah, how Crump? Probably he not. lost his power. Oh, you know what he changed his name to? Trump. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Moved to New York City. Yeah. Bought an apartment building. The rest is history. Horrible, uh, horrible history. Shit. Yeah. Conspiracy. Let's start that, man. And I think he was the Zodiac killer. <laughs> well, thank you, Carrie. I think. I know. Yeah. Pretty sad, huh? Horrific tale. I think I, I did. I say something at the beginning. I didn't know it was that bad. Yeah, yeah. it was that bad. That's horrible. I know. I have heard the story I mean, I before too. But yeah, I don't know. It's that much abuse yeah, and death. Same. And yeah, I did know that ki- a lot of kids had died. In I did. Yeah. Like I said, I thought you'd think they'd want to protect their yeah. investment. I know. Essentially. Yeah, keep them healthy and keep happy the product. Get the money basically, for them. yeah. And I don't know what it was. Is it that antibiotics cost money? I yeah, mean, you I'm know, sure. of course it sounds they do. like it. Yeah, and they're probably brown hairs, brown eyes, goddamn brown eyes. <laughs> Don't you think? I'll bet you she did. If she had a blonde hair, blue eye, they got antibiotics. Probably. Probably. She had a brown eye. Because they were the desirable. Yep. She would also. Let their tongue stay on the roof of the mouth. We don't care. (gasps) This is diphtheria. I'm sad. She would also like it. Like on Sundays, the kids would get all cleaned up and dressed up and. Go to church. No, that's when Uh, like, you know, they'd have people come by. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Yeah. Similar to a bordello. Yeah. Yeah. Or they'd get sent out to, you know, places for people to see them. Oh, my God. Yeah, pretty horrible. 
What the fuck, Georgia? Slimmer Jew is similar to a slave auction, so she's just yeah. awful. Yeah. About as, like, probably one of the worst human beings ever. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. And she was a pillar of society throughout her entire life. For real. Yeah. That is some... Jesus. Mm. Yeah, and she was super wealthy. Yeah. Well, all right, guys. I hope you guys have a great dreams tonight. <laughs> yeah, great lesson, too. That there's no negative consequences in a, in a <laughs> life of luxury. For kidnapping and killing thousands of kids. By being a monster. Yeah. Yep. Well, thanks, Gary. Thanks for that story. That welcome. Yay. All the wrong signals in every way possible, but I appreciate that. What? We all do. It's a cautionary well, tale. Yes, it is. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Don't not kidnap kids for money. Yeah. Where can we find... Wait. Where yeah. can they find us? <laughs> okay. Weirdworldpodcast.com. Weirdworldpodcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Patreon. Weirdworldpod on Twitter. Yes. And that's it. You got... Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. Please tune in next time. We'll try to have something not quite as depressing. And okay. maybe we won't throw up and have allergies. Uh, All no promises things. for and any cold. of those. <laughs> I know. All right. <laughs> See you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>